It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VTW, void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're the boss. This is your show. I'm just living yeah. in it. yeah. You can tell the people I'm here in the <laughs> collegian office right now. Nobody else is here. Do you guys have an office? Yep. On um, campus, I assume. Yeah, it's in our swanky communications building, the newest building on campus. Um, but no Where one else is here. By? You go by the collegian there? Yeah, the newspaper's called the collegian. Collegian, okay. Yep. That's what I have written. Which I would like to think is better than the exponent, but I don't know what the exponent means. That's <laughs> like if you just said the word exponent, that would make me think of nothing at all. Like <laughs> I guess it says Purdue exponent, but it's a math term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. obviously your school is the math and science and Neil Armstrong and all that good stuff. I've been trying to get Travis to change our name to hammered and railing for like ever we do it on twitter but like officially that should be what we are i don't know if that's gonna work why uh you guys are a credible sb nation website who does there are people gonna be mad at you for that hard-hitting journalism (laughs) you know what i'm saying that's gonna be the new intro for this podcast i think what yeah, just that excerpt. Hammer bands. Hard hitting. <laughs> Journalism expertise from the place that matters. West Doesn't Lake. that sound good? Oh, yeah. Not okay. accurate at all, but it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> we are just a bunch of.
Hey guys, and welcome to the Hammer and Rails podcast. My name is Casey Bartley, and tonight we have a special guest from down on Butler land, the man, the myth, the millennial, Jimmy Lafakis, writer and photographer for the Butler Collegian. How you doing, Jimmy? Doing well. Thanks for having me, Casey. And yes, I am a millennial and proud to call myself that. I was really excited when I came up with that nickname text last night. That was great. All right, so obviously what we have headed for us is a Crossroads classic repeat matchup of two years ago when the Butler Bulldogs pretty much dominated Purdue throughout the game. It got close late, but now Purdue gets a chance for revenge and try to take some ghosts away while Keelan Martin and your Bulldogs try to make their first signature win of the year. So first of all, just how are you feeling about the game going in? This is a showdown of epic proportions. Um, I know four of Purdue's players now, and it's just going to be a really cool environment tomorrow. Last year was my first Crossroads Classic, you and I kind of get it. Like you've heard of more than four of them. Yes, I, I know all of <laughs> Purdue's roster. I've done my homework. <laughs> I know your friend, Ryan Klein. So. Yes, my buddy. I say, yeah, you have a personal connection. You work for the trainer that's been working with Carson Edwards and Dakota Mathias. And you've probably seen more of those two work out this summer than anyone. I have seen a lot. Uh, Carson was three times that I can remember. And then I think we'll talk more about this later. But with Keelan and Dakota, they battled four times that I can remember. So, yeah, I I saw a lot of those guys this summer. Uh, When Carson came, he was just by himself. But even that was a spectacle to watch. I'm going to be honest with you. So So how for Purdue fans who are as familiar with Butler, just – Give us a little run through of how your season's been so far. So Butler's eight and two, and that is great news because it probably shocked a lot of fans coming into the season. A lot of things happened over the summer. Uh, you probably saw on the ESPN ticker that Chris Holman left to go to Ohio State, our head coach. Not only that, uh, he took our whole former coaching staff with him, and that caused a lot of Butler fans to be upset and hired Laval Jordan, former player, um, Loved in the eyes of the old geezers of the Butler fan base and all that different stuff. But uh, eight and two went to the PK 80 tournament, uh, escaped from there with a two and one record by beating Chris Holtman, um, lost to Texas out there. And we've lost to Maryland. Those are the only two losses blemishes really on Butler season Um, uh, coming in hot in this Crossroads Classic, coming in on a five-game winning streak after beating up on the likes of the St. Louis Billikens and the Youngstown State Penguins, both of whom are extremely bad teams. (laughs) Can you tell me what a Billiken is? Um, All I know is that it's on the other baseline from where I was taking pictures, and it was really scary. (laughs) (laughs) They literally brought their mascot. And I'll tell you, the halftime score of that game was Butler 42, St. Louis 13. That's not good. That's not a fun night of watching basketball. Not at all. I mean, St. Louis was just god-awful. So your star is obviously Keelan Martin. Um, He's struggled with his long-distance shot this year, only shooting 25% for three, but he's nearly 60% from inside the arc. Who else on the Butler's roster do we have to look out for? Definitely want to watch for sophomore guard Kamar Baldwin. Um, He's left-handed and... He can make some crazy moves. He does a couple things every game. It's just like, wow, how does a kid do that? He told me last year he has a 44-inch vertical leap um, after I saw him go off the backboard, go between the legs, and throw it down after an open gym. Um, 
last season, he took a lot of people by surprise after hitting a game-winning shot against Northwestern um, in a second college game. But this year, he's taken a lot more shots, which has been a problem at times because against Maryland, he shot 21 times and only hit six of them. But I think he's starting to get back to the form he was at last year. Now he's more on the scouting report. So definitely someone uh, Purdue fans should be watching out for. The other senior on the roster is Tyler Weidman, um, 6'8", the play him at center. And he's one of the strongest guys this side of Isaac Haas. So <laughs> um, where your team has the advantage is definitely with the height. Um, now there's three centers technically on Butler's roster. And you'll see all of them tomorrow as they try to rotate in and try to guard the paint. Um, but, you know, you, you definitely want to watch for Baldwin, Weidman, and also Paul Jorgensen, um, the transfer from George Washington. He's a redshirt junior and can really start cooking from the outside. Uh, I've nicknamed the, him the microwave, and some Butler fans don't necessarily agree with that. But he brings a lot of experience and um a lot of offense can also distribute and steal the ball at times too. So, you know, but another big thing definitely want to point out, Butler will not have Sean McDermott tomorrow. Uh, when he went down, like when we played Portland state, he was the leading three point shooter for the team. Um, but Butler has been able to come, you know, with his injury, really respond and rattle off a bunch of wins. And he was really stroking it from behind the arc. You talked about the lack of size, and that definitely looks like it's going to be a problem for you guys. Joey Brunk has hardly played at all after being a really coveted name in Indiana. Purdue had our name in the hat for a little while. How do you think Butler defends someone like Isaac Haas, who is just he's just a problem down low? I see your Twitter name. Isaac Haas is beautiful. Don't worry. I pay attention to you guys, too. But He is very pretty for a giant guy. Like he's, it's, Maryland was just wrong. He's very good looking. <laughs> That's nice. Um, <laughs> and he can play basketball, too. So yes. the question you just asked is the question on every Butler's fan's mind. And the real answer is there's not that good of an answer to give you. Um, you're probably going to have to double-team him in some stretches, uh, and you're going to definitely see some Joey Brunk tomorrow. It just to bang with him down low, like just put try to put as many bodies on him as you can. I know that leaves the perimeter open for a shooter like a Dakota Mathias or a Carson Edwards or whatever the case may be, um, but kind of have to pack the paint a little bit. And now what's scary about your team is that you have two behemoths. Um, so it, it it's definitely going to be a challenge. I don't know if Harms is a behemoth. He's, he's a behemoth. He's very tall. But behemoth, like, he's not lumbering. The way that guy plays defense, and I've made it a point to watch some of Purdue this season. He's really good. He's, he's a defensive, really good. defensive behemoth. And be honest, that does scare a little me a little bit going into tomorrow. But, yeah, I mean, you asked how Butler's going to defend Isaac Haas. It's going to be all hands on deck because Tyler Weidman is definitely going to need to get some help. And he has a penchant, unfortunately, to pick up some fouls um, early in the game, and that would put Butler at a big disadvantage early. I say you guys look really small. Just just from leading the height alone, you've got three guys that are, you know, 6'8", Weidman, Fowler, 6'10", who plays about half your minutes, and then Brunk, who hasn't played at all. 
it really does seem like it could be a problem down low, especially because you have to have a four on the floor who can guard Vincent, which I'm assuming is Keelan will play the four. Correct. That also puts him. I mean, it's hard to carry an offense and guard someone as versatile and dangerous as Vincent. That's a fair point. But what you may be surprised to see tomorrow is that Keelan has really stepped up his defensive rebounding this year, and he'll be able to gobble up some boards. And that is where Butler really has to put a point of emphasis. You talk about the keys to the game. Rebounding is going to be a huge deal tomorrow, and the team that likely wins the rebounding battle, I would likely say wins the game. That's usually how it goes. Purdue's not been a good defensive rebounding team. And that is crazy to me. It The only – Haas is huge, but there is a mobile part of rebounding that's just not – our guards sometimes don't crash. It's when Dakota and Carson are crashing the boards defensively that we are really good. Right. And when they don't is when we get into problems like with Tennessee. Um you're exactly right. Martin has 111th highest defensive rebounding percentage, which is crazy for a guy who's only six, seven and he's a good athlete, but he's not like crazy good. He's not skying everywhere. He's a football player. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's no, fair. he really is. Yeah. He really is because um, he even told me he didn't start taking basketball seriously until his senior year of high school. Um, he definitely loved football growing up in Louisville. So it, 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 he goes and he muscles up and he's able to just pull down and you look up and he's like, wow, Keelan has eight defensive rebounds already. Um, and what you hope is the Tyler Weidmans and the Joey Brunks of the world will be able to get some offensive rebounds tomorrow and maybe get some easy putbacks. Um, that's definitely going to be a, a, a big part of what Butler needs to do in order to win this game against a very tough opponent. I mean, your team is really good. There's no doubting that. And Wyman's been really good on the offensive rebound percentage. Um, he grabs nearly 13% of misses, which is really good. That 100 in the nation. Needs needs to happen tomorrow. It just it just needs to. Uh, the the game on the glass is going to be a huge part of this game, and that's exactly goes back to my earlier point where uh, Wyman can't get in foul trouble. That, yeah. Because, you know, Butler fans really is- give. Nate Fowler a hard time. He brings a lot of energy. And so you mentioned he hasn't played at all. So last year, unfortunately, uh, his dad passed away, Mm -hmm. and he recently got the NCAA uh, waiver to redshirt last season. Didn't play, you know, he played like seven games last year. But in the spurts that he's shown this season, he's shown energy and activity um, that is definitely going to be key tomorrow, where, like I said, he's going to have to battle in the low post and grab a few boards. He can grab a few offensive rebounds that could potentially turn some tides in, in the game. Yeah, his he hasn't played enough minutes to qualify for anything, but his offensive rebounding percentage is actually at 18%, which would be ludicrous. Obviously, it's a very <laughs> short sample size. It is. Um, speaking of big guys, Nate Fowler, he's got one of those lines that scare the death of me, scare the death out of me as a Purdue fan. He's two for six from three. Is he a three-point shooter? Does yes. he have range? Yes, he does. So he's going to go off for like seven of them tomorrow. No. <laughs> <laughs> that... He's really good at giving up like career days to players that have never even come close to the games they have against us. Since I've followed you know, your 
Twitter for quite some time now. I have mentioned, seen you tweet that. Um, Nate Fowler is not going to come out and just splash threes on you all day long. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. Um, I was just thinking about this. Last year, Chris Holtman used him more on the perimeter, and he mm. did show more than capable range. Uh, you're talking about a guy who scored 17 points on the road against Providence last year, and that's 17 more points than he has tweets. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> he's not a big talker. He just goes out there and does the job. But mm-hmm. they're, they're really parking him in the post. Um, and he has, when he catches the ball, which is a problem at times, <laughs> he can go and finish with some easy baskets at the rim because he's able to m- muscle sometimes and get around a defender. Obviously, he's that's not like going to happen tomorrow. Absolutely. What you should point out, to all your loyal Hammer and Rails listeners out there, is Tyler Weidman's field goal percentage over the season, but especially these last couple games, I mean, he's really getting some good shots close to the rim um, and, and, and getting some easy baskets and, and with layups and dunks and all okay. that good stuff. I say, what is his offensive game built upon? Is it back to the basket, touch? He has nice rotation on his jump shot, but he doesn't shoot small. it often. Like, he's only 6'8". Right, and it, it's a lot of a dirty work, you know, with the offensive rebounds and cleaning up the glass that definitely needs to happen at times. Uh, back to the basket, he's improved for sure, and part of that is working with our friend Joey Burton over the summer, um, but that's not exactly a strong suit, I wouldn't say. Uh, I, I actually went to high school with him, and I actually yeah. watched him just dominate everybody. Yes, he did beat Caleb Swanigan in semi-state his senior year. Um, not just beat him, but crushed him. Um, Careful. It, it's true. You're you can go back and you can, ground. <laughs> you can go back and you can look at the stats. But um, when he came to Butler, he had to change his body. He had to change how he played, all the different stuff. And he's been Mr. Consistency, hasn't missed a game in his Butler career, even with some problems with his, his hand and his fingers and all that different stuff. But – he 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 he's going to be key tomorrow. He's still playing less than fifty percent of your team's minutes. That's because foul of the fouls, and you're, they're still kind of working out how is it going to happen with Nate and Joey because you lost that for pretty much all the season with Joey, you know, having to sit out last season, um, and they're still figuring some stuff out. But you know, Nate—he's got a really good offensive rating for a big man. Absolutely. It's absolutely. And, and yes, I'm just going to say it again because I hope it happens tomorrow. I'm going to try to speak it to existence. Two years ago, Nate Fowler did not play barely any minutes, and he hit a three against your team with a Crossroads Classic. Everyone does this. It's not surprising. Here's um, my, can anyway. Weidman – here's my thing. Does, does Weidman have like a really – does he know the players on his team? Like, yes. Does he like literally know who they are? Because he has a 3.1 assist rate, and that's awful. <laughs> it's really bad. He's yes, really he knows bad. the players on his team. <laughs> Can he pass? Does he yes. know? I, I, 3.1. It's real bad. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's purely on numbers. You don't think of him as a guy that's going to drop dimes for you. Yeah, no. I... So that, I mean, that's not something I'm so concerned about. Can he grab rebounds? 
can he get some ugly baskets, garbage so baskets a, inside? He's not at all a focal point on the offense. He just cleans up. Essentially. Okay. But um, sometimes they can dump him down the ball in the post, and he can do a little hook or whatever the case may be. He's going to be guarded by a 7-2 or 7-3 guy. So that's probably not going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> but that's okay. All right, um, so where does Butler has an, have an advantage against Purdue? You're familiar with both squads. Yes. Where I, I immediately, when you ask that question, my first thing in my mind goes to Keelan Martin, who can score on all levels. I know you look at his three-point percentage and say, wow, he's only shooting 25% from three. That's pretty trash. But 60% inside the field. Pretty exactly. much it just tells me we want him to shoot jumpers. But you don't, though. Long, long jumpers. Uh, you know, long twos. I mean, I, obviously you want people yeah. to shoot that. But he has improved on his shot selection from last season. He's not jacking up shots um, as he sometimes had a penchant to do in the past. And he can drive on you. And I know that might be a little bit of a problem tomorrow, but he can also draw fouls. And I'm not sure what his free throw percentage is, but if you were to look it up right now, it's probably 85%. pretty good. There really you good. go. Really good. 28 of 33. Perfect. So that is where it's a problem. And he has performed on the big stage uh, multiple times last year against IU and, and against Villanova and Xavier on the road. He's scoring north of 20 points. Had a huge game against Middle Tennessee when everybody and their brother picked that stupid team to beat my team last year. Um, but all that different stuff. And that is where Butler has an advantage because if your team puts Vince Edwards on him for extended stretches of time, that we, could... Pot- we have talked about this. It makes me real nervous. It could potentially yeah. be a problem. Um, because if even if Keelan doesn't score after the drive, there's a, probably a good chance that he's going to draw a foul, get to the line, and hit two free throws. Vincent's a weird four. He's he usually has an advantage, either quickness or he is long. So he he has usually a physical advantage somewhere. That's right. not the case with Keelan Martin. It's not. And he's not a very good defender. Um, as much as we want him to be, and we said he was going to be like part of the defensive fix last year, it was pretty clear that he wasn't. So are you hoping for a good offensive output from him tomorrow, or I? Vincent's it's been weird this year. His shot's been a little off lately from deep, um, but he just does so many things well on offense that it doesn't really, his numbers don't really matter. He scored double digits every game this season. Wow. He, he gets points in so many ways. He's making nearly 90% of his free throws. Now he gets a lot of offensive rebounds. He can score in the mid range. He can score deep. He can drive to the basket. He's going to get points. He's honestly the one player I don't worry about in any capacity. And he's also not the offensive focus. He's going to get points regardless. I really don't worry about offense. Just defensively against Martin, I am concerned. We need him on the floor for rebounding. He is by far our best rebounder. And if Keelan gets him in foul trouble, we're in trouble. Isn't that crazy that he's your best rebounder? Or is that just me? No, he's been really good his entire career. Because it's part offense. Like, he's one of the best offensive rebounders in our conference. Um, He's got really good timing. He's really smart. He's really long and quick in, like, short bursts, which is great for offensive rebounding. And he just knows how to track the ball. And also, our other main center is, like, seven foot two, 300 pounds. He's not very quick. It's like he's really – Vincent is the one that has to go get the ball. 
I could see that. But your team has to switch just to give a little bit of a different look at some points. Has let's, to switch. Let's Dakota go back to that Kaelin. a little bit because we're going to finish talking about the main event. Sure. But for right now, um, let me ask you: your guards are really short. Kamar Baldwin's six one, Thompson six two, Jorgensen six two. How do you feel that matches up with PJ and Carson? Are both small, but I kind of Carson plays way bigger than he is. That's true. And then we bring Dakota Mathias six six five six four, and then Ryan Klein six six. They are bigger players. How how do you feel that tilts? Is that Butler's favor with athleticism and shooting? Or do you think Purdue's players are going to present them a lot of problems with how they play? There's advantages either way. Um, I, I, I'm guessing, you know, Purdue fans, you know, you guys have had a great season and you're probably not going to watch a lot of Butler games, which I completely understand. Um, the Aaron and Kamar do a great job on the perimeter defensively. And Kamar's going to pick your pocket once or twice a game. His still rate is uh, 108th in the nation. Like it's very high. So there you go. Um, they're physical. They're tough. Sometimes they do draw silly fouls. Aaron Thompson, he draws charges, man. I mean, that's what that kid does. And honestly, I, I hope he's not listening to this podcast because some of them are flops. And, <laughs> and the refs it's call a talent. him. It's a talent. I asked him after one game, I was like, you like taking charges, huh? He's like, it's easy. Yeah, when you flop, it's easy. But no. He really does a good job of taking charges. So that's where Butler has the advantage because, you know, Aaron and Kamar can kind of lock you up defensively. And I know I've seen Carson be explosive. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. And if there's a guy that can stop him a little bit, it may be Kamar. I mean, he's the right man for the job. But is Carson is still going to get points. Is to stick with Carson? Yes. Carson's strong. So like, is Kamar. Is yeah. I only see the weight at like 170. And he yeah, seems but, like a flitter bug. You don't see the muscle on him, though. Won't he be guarding PJ, though? I'm not sure, because... I, I, I mean, I guess that would make sense. That, does, I mean, do you guys match up Kamar on your be, on the best offensive guard the other team I, has? I think, I think tomorrow, that's definitely going to be the case. Okay. Um, that's interesting. But, yeah, it, but where your team has the advantage is, like you said, a little bit of height. And, you know, another point of concern for me... I, I Yeah, I'm concerned about tomorrow a little bit. <laughs> but... <laughs> But, you know, I think the way I know Dakota can operate off the screens and hit the shots, um, somebody could potentially get lost and all that different stuff. Your guards are young, and usually defending against screens, especially off the ball, is something you learn over time. And Kamar's a sophomore, Thompson's a freshman. Right. But it's also important to note, Coach Jordan played with the idea of putting Kamara point guard, and that'll still happen at some stretches. But I'll tell you this: Kamara is not a point guard, and the <laughs> and the he offense he likes buckets. The offense runs much more smoothly with Aaron out there running the point and Kamara off the ball. Kamara did not run any point guard last year, and I know last year we had Tyler Lewis and Keith and Savage, and you know those guys, especially Tyler Lewis, were more point guard oriented. And Kamara was able to work his magic off the ball, and that's where he needs to be tomorrow. If there are significant stretches where Kamara's running point guard, you can just wrap it up and call it Purdue's first victory over Butler in the Crossroads Classic. I said, you, it's, turnover's a pretty big problem for you guys this year. Yeah, bigger than it's been in the past. But Thompson's turnover rate is real high. Yeah, he does turn the ball over, but at the same time, 
uh, Butler is going to turn the other team over. Sure. So it, it, it kind of balances out. What, what you need to look at if you're Butler tomorrow is getting the ball moving because it's been stagnant. It was very stagnant in the two losses, and that was a lot of cause for concern for fans um, because just kind of stand around, not much, a lot of happens, and then Kamar jacks up a shot or, or maybe Keelan jacks up a shot or, or because it, you know it's, the shot clock is winding down. And I want to talk about Paul Jorgensen for a minute because in the beginning of the year, he would, he would jack up some shots that weren't necessarily the smartest. But now he's taking it and he's dribbling and he's passing and doing something different with it instead of just jacking up a huge shot. And he um, doesn't turn over the ball. He's no. actually really good at not turning over the ball, 44th best in the nation. The assist to turnover rate for him has to be off the charts. Um, and, and that's a huge part of it for Butler. Uh, and I, I mean, he started the season in the starting lineup and then was relegated to the bench. And now with McDermott being out, uh, he's come up. And like I said, Butler hasn't missed a beat without it's statistically it's best three point shooter without. And he, like I said, he won't play tomorrow. Is that your starting lineup? Jorgensen, Thompson, Weidman, Baldwin and Martin. You got it. The three guys, a six, two or less. We have struggled against big teams. Have you? There's, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. You, you look. That's why I say on paper. <laughs> I mean, yes, your team does have the advantage, and with Sean being out, that definitely makes our bench I a see, little bit was, center. Yeah, he was kind of the guy you could bring in for a big lineup, wasn't he? Yeah, because he has the length and activity. But he mm. was starting, so uh, we'll see what happens. Here's something you have to think about amidst everything that has happened. You know, with Kyle Young deciding to go to Ohio State, uh, Butler recruit, and then Cooper Nice transferring. There are 12 guys on the roster now, and one of them right. is a walk-on, and one of them is hurt. So yeah. we're, we're trotting out 10 guys. <laughs> yeah, which is a problem when you think about a team like Purdue who's really deep almost everywhere. Right. I agree. There, no, there's no den- denying or doubting that. But Butler has impressed me sure. with its ability to, you know, next man up type of mentality. Yeah. yeah, the guys you have are good. It's just you can't make them taller. I want to point out another thing that Purdue fans will definitely like to hear. Um, Aaron Thompson, he can drive, he can penetrate, he can lay up, and he can pass pretty well. He does turn the ball over. That man cannot shoot to save his life. You, He's not taking a three-point shot this year. Yeah, I know. Isn't that He's crazy? He's not taking a single one. He's probably not going to hit it. And if you look at his free throw percentage, it's probably ugly. Um, wow. And it, yeah. 15 of 32. Right. You you want him at the line <laughs> if, if you're Purdue. Yeah. I, I want him shooting the ball is what it looks like. You do. But <laughs> he, he can penetrate a little bit and, and dish it off for an easy basket. But, yeah, he – He's, he's not a shooter yet, or he may I, never be. I I think that's what it comes down to. Every time I've looked at games this year, if a team can't shoot from deep and they don't have the size to match up, it's going to be really hard to beat this Purdue team because the, they can shoot and they can really beat you up on the inside. That's definitely fair. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, so the thing about it is I've gotten to know all of these guys through my work and all that different stuff, mm. and I try not to be biased, but it's really right. hard. But yeah. – I want these Purdue people out there to listening to know I have a lot of respect for your team th- this year. You I mean, are not I, a hater. You are definitely not a hater. I, I hope I'm not. I mean, like, 
I've and, and and that is compounded with the fact that I, I I've seen Dakota and Carson right. work, and it's just like wow, these guys are really freaking good. Let's let's move on to our main event then, because that we first connected. You sent me some pictures. You're like, I I got some pictures of your boys, <laughs> and that's because you've been working with uh, Joey Burton down in Indy, and he's been training two of our guys, right, and then some of your guys. And you got to watch this summer what's hopefully going to be be a preview of some matchups this game. Keelan Martin one on one against Dakota Mathias. Uh, David Woods wrote a story for Indy Star that you pretty much gave them your pictures, your pretty much your narrative at first to start. So I'll give you the floor to just explain what you saw this summer. Absolutely. So I'm kind of a basketball junkie, and I really like baseball too. So like I could talk for days about this stuff. Um, it was awesome. It was really fun to watch. And if you really think about it, and if you read the story, it was kind of a match made in heaven because Keelan needed somebody who was really going to defend him well and be physical with him. And obviously, you know, your Purdue people know all about how good Dakota is as a defender. Um, and then Dakota wanted somebody who was a little bit taller. I would say Keelan has about three inches on him. So that was kind of the match made in heaven. And they just went at it. It was an hour. Basically, what they would do is they would um, start with the ball at the top of the perimeter, uh, pick up the ball, and Joey would count down three, two, one, and they'd have to do something, whether it be a layup or create space for a shot. The bottom line is this. They know all each other's moves because they were taught the exact same moves in the summer. Um, So that was a lot of fun to watch. And they went back and forth. like They didn't talk. They just went at it. And they just, you know, one guy would get some baskets, but it was super competitive. Uh, and it was just a whole lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, it's a really interesting dynamic to think about because Keelan Martin is 6'7", 220. Like you said, he's a football player. He looks thick and strong. Dakota I, Mathias is every bit of 6'4 and quick. You think of him as a guard. I mean, you think of him as a shooter more than anything. Right. But he's really transformed his game defensively to become one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. And that is just a fun matchup of strength on strength because Keelan is both talented and a bully on offense. He can do a little bit of everything. He's struggled with this deep range shot, but he knows how to get to the basket, knows how to draw fouls. And Dakota's just really smart, quick laterally. I I mean, those have to be some really good one-on-one games. It really was. I mean, they, like I said, they went at it. And it it's tough to kind of describe. Just It was as gritty and as just tough as you would imagine it to be, um, where they would take each other to the basket, they would step back, they would create separation, they would go out and hit a shot, uh, using the moves they had learned in the drills they would practice before, you know, the, like you say, main event, the real session occurred. Um, so they would employ what they had learned and, I mean, even before this summer, like when I would watch Purdue last year and, and just see Dakota, I look at the guy and I say, wow, this guy can do everything in the basketball court. And you said it's pretty much 50-50 on, like, who got the better of who? If I had to give a slight edge to somebody, I would give it to Keelan just because of size. And, like, he, he got a few more baskets. And Joey and I were talking about that the other day. Um, but it was pretty much as even as you could imagine it to be. That's fair. I Dakota's not. Keelan is absolutely a guy you run an offense through. Ball in his hand, 
isolation, like he can get buckets. I tell you, it's really crazy, not Dakota's game. The crazy part about that is that Butler did not run the offense through Keelan last year. No, it was Andrew Travis, and sometimes I yeah, wish yeah, he was still f- on the team. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, man, I was so happy he was on Butler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, part of the reason why I don't pay a bu- attention to Butler in the regular season is just. It's kind of like the Spurs in the NBA. It really doesn't matter who's out there. There's a system in place. The players know how to play. By the time March comes along, they'll be there. That's fair. Um, this year, you got two horses, and you got Keelan and Kamar. And I will say this right now. That tomorrow and for the rest of the season, this team will go as far as Keelan will take them. He's told me he, he wants to make his last year his best year, and he wasn't really worried or focused about the NBA and you'll see if you if you guys read the story, um, both Keelan and Dakota approached Joey and said, "We want to make our last year great, not worried about the NBA or anything like that." So that's a good message, even though I think both of them will make it in the NBA. You know, I you, I, I tend to agree with you. I just I think Keelan's going to get drafted, especially if he keeps up what he's been doing lately. Um, I know the the three point percentage is ugly, but it's just like this guy has an NBA body. And you could see him in the NBA one day. And I'd be really happy if that happens because he's, he's waited his turn. And, 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 and no, seriously, in a sense, it's just like, okay, like Alex Barlow and Cam Woods led the team. And then Roosevelt Jones and Kellen Dunham that led the team. And last year we had six seniors and Andrew Travis was the guy. This year Keelan is the guy. You know, he's essentially waited his turn. Absolutely. I mean, if any two programs – define indiana basketball it's butler and purdue and keelan and dakota are just great examples of just getting better every year playing the right way doing the right things it's it's going to be a lot of fun to watch them go at it i would game. definitely agree and your your team and now that i'm thinking about it it's like wow your team has a lot of offensive weapons <laughs> yeah would you would you agree yeah. yeah no i mean i don't know how you guard us because you can't guard Isaac Haas one-on-one, and you can't leave any of the other four starters on the floor. And then you bring in Ryan Klein. Eastern's not there yet. The bench still scares me. Yeah, I was going to ask, who else? Um, who's going to come off the bench and beat us other than your golden boy? I, it's Klein. Big game Klein. He comes up big when it matters. Harms is great off the bench. Um, he's been really good. Like, he's been way ahead of schedule. His defense has been just, just remarkable. It definitely seems percentage. that way. His block percentage is six highest in the nation. That's crazy. Yeah. But it, he comes in, and, like, within the first minute or two, he's going to have a block shot. And especially against a team like Butler, where your guys are all a little smaller, a little more mobile, especially with short guards, like, that's 7-3 wingspan. That's trouble. He's going to be able to get to some balls and make it really difficult. Butler but, d- did play a freak like that against Texas and Muhammad Bamba, and yeah. I, he had a few blocks that I can remember. Uh, he's not the most skilled offensive player either, really. And no. it, Texas played him on the perimeter, which was just so stupid. Yeah. I, I mean, just park that guy in the post and see what happens. Harms' biggest strength going forward, I think, is just the fluidity he has. Like, he moves so well for being that big. And you can design an offense around just, like, all the dribble handoffs we do, the pick and rolls. He's got a pretty nice touch on that in-between area that can be real difficult for a big man. But, yeah, I just think off the bench, we Eastern is real hit or miss. Seems um, that way. He's, he's turned over the ball. 34% turnover rate. That's that, not good. 
That's higher than the guy I was making fun of for you, who's a center. Ours is like a guard. Um, <laughs> he doesn't know how to play D1 yet. I think it's really hard when you're when you're a weird – he's a 6'6 six, six point guard. And when you do that in high school, you're used to being both way bigger and way faster and quicker than everyone you're playing against. Right. And then you move into D1 and, like, neither of those cases are true anymore. So I don't think they know how to play basketball without – a year kind of just to like reestablish who they are. It takes time to adjust. Yeah. How's the chronic foot condition going? Jaquil Taylor? Yep. Irrelevant. Matt Harms has made him absolutely irrelevant. Is that good or bad? I mean, it's great because Harms will be here for longer, and I think Harms is already a better player than Jaquil. But to be honest, for like a third big man in case of emergency, like I feel like Jaquil Taylor's great. Um, he doesn't try to do too much. He's super long and quick on defense. He gives you a lot of the same things Harms does. He just doesn't quite have the upside. I Honestly, I wish we had one more guard. Do you think redshirting Sasha was smart or no? Yeah. Um, yeah, because there's not enough. You want Carson and PJ and Dakota and Klein to play a lot of minutes. Right. Sasha, I think he's going to be good. I, think he's in, I was shocked by how well he played at International. I think he's quicker. He's quicker than Dakota was freshman year. Um, similar jump shot, but yeah, I think when you have when you're starting four seniors and your other ones and the other starter is probably your best player. I don't think you need a huge bench. So I, Sasha went to Crown Point, which is a rival the high region, school. Yeah, that kid had a storied high school career, man. He's good. Like that jump shot is pretty. He can shoot. No, he yeah. can really shoot. Um, and then I, I did get to catch up with him at the Indiana Kentucky all-star game. So that was cool. And so, yeah, uh, the guys are Dakota Carson and your boy, Ron Klein and Sasha. So I'm looking forward to seeing all those guys tomorrow. I say we, I think we're at the point where we need to wrap this up. Give me, what is the one thing you look for in the game? What if Butler pulls off the upset tomorrow, what is going to be the headline? What, what is the narrative that carried them to victory? Keelan Martin goes off and just, and subheadlining Sub the, the the rebounding battle rebounding was close. I, I think I'm, I I think you guys have to win it, and I don't think that's impossible. Purdue's not a great rebounding team. That I'm I'm sorry, that still blows my mind. If you have a behemoth down low, like <laughs> our guards, our guards are really bad at boxing out. But Isaac Haas shouldn't be bad at boxing out. <laughs> he can box. He can stand there. But like boxing out is. I don't like boxing out is both it's it's weirdly it's effort obviously but it's also like quickness and strength like it's hard to box out effectively it takes a lot of work so i uh, just to give my boy from the region a shout out don't be surprised if if big cat tyler weidman uh comes through and grabs a couple offensive rebounds if he sneaks in there and gets a few baskets if um, he plays more than 10 minutes because he <laughs> might foul out <laughs> That's the crazy part because I'll go back to the Ohio State game. Aaron Thompson and Tyler Weidman fouled out in that game. Oh. And Butler still won. That's crazy. I don't think you'll win if both of those guys foul out tonight. Uh, tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty safe to say. And like I said, your your team should win on paper. But um, it, I think it'll oh, be there, fun. There's a lot be a good there, game. If or, no doubt. There's a lot of pressure on your team. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure on your team. And you guys have done a little better at the crossroads than we have. Yeah, a little bit. I was looking at the stats last night, and then... Um, I mean, it is a home game for you guys. Like, it's bullshit that we played in Indy. 
Where else are you going to play it? Lafayette, I... Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> Chicago's got a nice stadium. It's not Indiana. <laughs> so... the, the whole point is the Crossroads Classic. Oh, Carmel had a nice gym. It was good enough for like inter- international exhibition. Okay, if the state championship, <laughs> never mind, never mind. We're going to bring a lot of fans tomorrow. A lot of old geezers, that's our fan base. I hope your team brings a lot of fans tomorrow. I know you guys came back and, and beat Notre Dame last year. Uh, I w- definitely was not mad about that. Uh, and then w- at last year, uh, IU was ranked number nine in the country, and Butler took them down. Let's hope for a different narrative this time, but I, I think you're, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, no doubt. We're, Butler is not ranked in case. I, yeah. I, you guys are close. I don't think – I really don't think rankings matter to like, February. That's true. That's true. But it's a little bit of added pressure for you guys. And well, Stop playing Portland State. Play real teams. Well – Like the Chicago po- State. The, <laughs> the Portland State thing, that was how the cookie crumbled. You know, if – if the the way the brackets were set up in Portland was really cool, really different. If we would have beat Texas, we would have played Duke. Yeah, they're bum. They just lost. No good. So it, they lost it was Boston College. That's crazy. <laughs> A guy with pink hair is giving them buckets. Oh yeah. All right. Well, tomorrow's going to be a fun game. Thank you, Jimmy, for you know, giving us some insight on Dakota Keelan. All of this. It's been a lot of fun talking to you. You can check out his stuff at uh, the Butler Collegian. What's your Twitter handle? Yeah, so it's uh, JJLII30. We got to fix that. It's, no. It's no got to be something that you can say. Nope. <laughs> All right. Well, definitely go check out his stuff. He's always got really good pictures. Uh, he's flooded my inbox with a bunch of awesome stuff. <laughs> and um, I'd, I'd appreciate it. I'm going to give a free plug to the butlercollegian.com. There you go. Um, just in case anybody from West Lafayette wants to read that stuff, because it'd be somebody else other than my mom and dad. So I, I appreciate you guys, man. <laughs> I think we can all agree that Butler is the one school like Purdue fans cannot hate. Like, just don't hate them. But Purdue we'll fans hate Butler. Them. You beat us. It's annoying. Stop beating us and we'll love you again. So is respect. <laughs> <laughs> we respect you. Like, we do respect you. We don't chant Butler sucks after everything. That would be horrible if you did. Yeah, it would. That, that would. that would be completely unnecessary. You guys got a big rival down south that you can have your rivalry. <laughs> They're all right. And I know. What have they done for me lately? Butler, you know, not the plucky school anymore from the Horizon League. We're playing no, with the big boys no. now, and we're playing in the Big East against a, some really tough competition against the Villanovas and the Xaviers, and this year the Seton Halls of the world. I, I just want to say I look forward to you guys finding another new coach next year. It's going to be great. Keep <laughs> the gonna be awesome. keep, keep the jokes coming. <laughs> keep them coming. All right, Jimmy, thank you. Um, that's it for me. That's it for Hammer and Rails. Hope you guys have a good night. Crossroads Classic tomorrow. Thank you. Appreciate you guys, man. Thank you.